How did we get off? Like, how did this happen? Are you talking about a male or female? Oh, what? Does it matter? Somebody did say to me once, though, you're just like a demon, we just can't call you one. <laughs> <laughs> Does it feel like we're just, like, stretching? To, like, like, looking for loopholes, in a sense. You get demoted, you work your way back up. <laughs> What do you get demoted to? It's Janitor? To a <laughs> you're, a greeting, you're on the grading team. <laughs> Welcome back to Pewology. This is our show, Loopholes. And we've been talking about the issue of law and grace. And anytime you talk about grace, you have to address the loopholes because there's always this deep concern that if you teach grace the way that grace is supposed to be taught, that people are going to say, well, it sounds like you're telling everybody they don't have to do anything. And there's an element of that that's true, and there's an element of that that's not true. And so we spent a lot of time tonight talking about the issue uh, laid out in the book of James, chapter 2, which always seems to be like the high holy section for all the workspace people to drive home um, kind of some responsibility to the grace people. Um and so that's what we got on tonight. And there's this really odd little verse that we spent all our time kind of focused on that says in the book of James, that says a man is justified by works and not by faith alone. <laughs> it's like, and thank you, James, for making that really clear. <laughs> um, and so we kind of navigated that tonight. What do you guys think? Had you thought about that before? Don't everybody talk yeah, once. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> just, just going with it. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I've never thought about it the way you interpreted it, like okay. with works equaling love. Yeah, I've never, I've never looked at that. And went, oh, love. what's what? Well, I would say like, so what? What's the word? What's the word that's translated works? Is it close to love? Is it similar to love? Is it just? Yeah, we kind of went mean, at it more from the context because he brought he he brings up the idea of um, the works of what he calls the royal law. And then he says the royal law is to love your brother, mm-hmm. love your neighbor as yourself. Mm-hmm. And so we applied that as the definition. Was there any other um, translation for the word works? In no, the, it's, it's in pretty common. It's pretty common. It's not like it's a word issue. It's more of like, it's just more of like a, a context issue. Like, hey, is is James saying is works here a different work or is works here just more focused work? Meaning that it's not work in general. It's not, um, moral responsibility in general. It's not uh, law in general. It's not just obedience. It's the concept of the high responsibility of love, which wasn't taking place in that congregation. But mm. Mm, you know what I'm saying? What do you think? You buy it? Did you buy it? How did you feel about it? Did you did you did you take it all in tonight? Uh, I mean, every time I look at it, I look at it in terms of you know the way I was brought up, right. and that's how were you brought up? Baptist? <laughs> no, I know <laughs> psycho Baptist. No, I'm kidding. Psycho. Oh, uh, how were you brought up thinking about works and James and obedience um, and? I always, I mean, it's all about faith, you know, but also that faith needs to be producing something. Right. Right. Um, you know, that that it validates the faith that you have to others. Right. Um, not that I keep my salvation through works. Mm-hmm. That's not how I've been taught. But right. um, that's how I've always viewed it is my faith being validated through you. Right. Well, yeah. My my the work do. that I do. Yeah. 
outwardly to others should express. And not that it's a work. Should express for you. Christ in me. Right? But it's not a, that it's a work. It's no, 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 like, no, no, no. Because like I think that's another labor. big problem, too. The Bible says it's a work, but it isn't really like if you're, I don't know, like. It becomes natural. I don't see yeah, I it that. as a work. No, I, yeah, I understand but, that now. But the word makes and gives people a different impression that gives them that type of idea. Like, mm-hmm. hey, I gotta, I gotta, this is a natural outward flow. You know, a response, you know, a response to what was given to us first. I think, I think typically though, like, and what you're alluding to is that most, like I grew up, okay. So I I had this great, I had this great moment today because I got to talk to an old friend from high school that I grew up with the same youth group. And she's a minister now at another church in New York. And we had this interesting discussion. In fact, we turned it into a podcast and we're going to put that on here too. But it was just such an interesting moment because we were reminiscing about the way we were taught. So we kind of both came from this very similar place and we've ended up in very different places, but we, we started in the very same place, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and the place that I grew up, when you thought about works and obedience and what James was saying, I definitely did not think about the law of love. I did not think about the Royal law. I did not think about love your neighbors yourself. I thought about moral responsibility. And, um, so then it was like, you know, hey, um, clean up your mouth, don't get drunk, um, quit, uh, quit schmoffing your girlfriend, um, and uh, like the list what, went what on. What does that on. mean? Well, yeah, anything. that's fornication. Is that fornication? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I've never for, heard of for those who've never heard the word <laughs> schmoff before. <laughs> Stop fornicating. I would like to know what That's English. Uh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> and, and it was the good, and it, it, not just the negatives, it was also the positives. So then it was like, and, you know, you know, attend, uh, follow through. Uh, you hey, got to be a giver. At you least gotta, he wasn't on the Jehovah Witness level. You got to oh, get 80 hours in. That's no joke. It's serious. No. Yeah. They're, they're, they're ex- hourly, exponentially worse, but, you know. No, but I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah. When I was growing up, it was like, you know, make sure you're going to church, reading your Bible every day, praying this much, or you're not right with God. Right. You know, like in Sunday school, you know, or you need to be giving or God won't give to you. Right. Uh, You know, it's- It's transactional. It was, oh man, not not giving, not giving like like Joel Osteen giving, not that kind of- Mm. But Mm. but it's still very transactional. It's very transactional. Yeah, yeah. Um, Very workspace, you know, type- I'm not saying my parents taught me that, but that's what I would get like in Sunday school, you know, back in the day. Um, It it seems that that's almost typical for a lot of people. Um, And I would say people that I've talked to have brought up, you know, the, the works aspect and they talk through what James says. And he's, it seems really clear, like, that works is an important element. Like a checklist of do's and don'ts. And I think I, if you look at every other religion, it is you have to do certain things. I mean, even the the Pharisees, they thought, okay, well, I'm doing these. I'm doing all the right things. I'm going to be right with God because of all the things that I'm doing. I think that's the influence of sin and how it affects our thinking when it comes to how we relate to God that there's certain things that we have to do, certain um, responsibilities when it comes to what you can do, what you can't do, you should do, mm-hmm. shouldn't do. 
Um, so I think anytime someone has that kind of, you know, innate worldview, you read that and you're like, oh yeah, okay, that makes sense. So I have my faith, which comes from grace. And then connected to that is all of these things that I have to do to stay right with God, kind of like what you were saying. Yeah. I, I I don't think that's a, a unique type of situation. I think mm-hmm. that's common for a lot of people that, people that haven't grown up in the church. Yeah. I mean, I grew up in the church and that's exactly how I thought. Not even that, different denominations or different religions actually operate along those same pretexts. Yeah. You know, Hindus, uh, Muslims, uh, I got to do this, I got to pray five times a day, I got to do sehat, I got to do this. And so to go ahead and try to get that out, and then like I said, we're, we're hearing words, work, works in our mind. These are all subliminal things that go in our mind and starts conjuring up images for us. And I think what you explained earlier in the service clarified a lot of things for what that actually details and entails. You know what I mean? Um, cause love is the greatest commandment. Love is all we have to do in the different ways love are expressed is through those things that we would identify or classify as works. But as I said, again, is it a work? If you are in a relationship with your creator and your savior, and these are things that, you know, not only make your light shine brighter, but bring a smile on his face. Is there a problem with that? Is there, is there some type of issue with wanting to please him? And I don't think there should be. And um, I think if we get things right with the motives and perspectives, I think we should, we should be heading in the right direction. Makes sense. So obviously James is driving at, a sickness that's taking place in the congregation that he's teaching. And so he's talking about it. it, Look, it's my, you know, my opinion. I don't want to push it out like as if it's gospel, but it's hard not to read through for the first two chapters of James and not notice that he's addressing financial disparity in the congregation and a sense of unsettledness about rich and poor being in the same place and rich mistreating poor and poor, uh, feeling mistreated because of the rich and this whole thing, you know, that's taking place. Um, and so if the, if the thinking that James is addressing is at some level, even if it's a part, if not all that the, those who have were literally thinking that they could love God and not love their poor neighbors. He does say it's a rebuke. It's a heavy rebuke. He's like faith without works like that. Mm-hmm. Not a real faith. Like, so how do you wrap your brain around that? Like, how do you wrap your brain around the idea that there's this kind of hefty warning out there? Do you think, do you think it's just hypothetical? You think it, he's real? Do you think he really means that? What do you think he means? No, I, I think that's genuine. Okay. Right. Um, I think the challenge is too, and this kind of goes back to the, uh, sin choice or behavior or sin nature. Yeah. Right. So, the challenge is we have um, scriptures that say your the outworking of your faith in love should look a certain way. It should be caring for those who are in need. It should be taking care of the poor, yeah. widows, orphans, right? That's that's what the expression of our love for our neighbors should look like. And kind of like what Glenn was saying, that that's 
that's the works or that seems to be what James is indicating are the works that are a display of your faith. The challenge is we still have this in condition, right? So how do you, how do you overcome that desire to be selfish, to be self-centered, um, greedy, and, and balance that with the need for obedience to God as an outworking of your faith? I, th- I think that's the challenge. And I think that's where some people get stuck is, okay, I can wrap my mind around if I have to do certain things and that gets me right with God, that's a lot more comprehensible. But, okay, so as a response to my faith in God, I have to love these people regardless of the circumstances. I think that's harder for people to to really do Absolutely. and to understand. I know. It, Absolutely. I mean, I feel like you know I wrestle with that. How hard it is to love? Yeah. I'm a teacher. I, I, love I know sometimes. how hard it is I mean, to love. I'm a te- he said, what did he say? I'm a teacher? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I deal with children, so yes. I, it's, so, it's very so easy to go, to you babies. are a barbarian. You are the worst oh, person. I'm, I'm just saying, you know, in life, it's, it's hard loving the people that we know, let alone people that we are um, distanced from. I think it's easier to, to love put the people we're distanced from. Well, I think it's hard to love the people we know. I we think know the too pe- much. I yeah. think the people who, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think of that aspect is true, but I'm I'm trying to get around the fact of like um, truly love. I'm not talking about superficial love, right? A lot of this love to strangers is superficial. It ain't true love. It's it's Instagram love. It's Facebook love. You understand? It's mm-hmm. can I get a like? And when we're dealing with that type of relationship on a distance, we're not really being authentic. And that's why I'm talking about when it comes to people within our own family, it's hard to give them that authentic love. So I, I, I agree with Jared in saying there's a challenge more in that than saying, here go the list. Let me do it. I don't have to worry no more because I did my list. I did my do's and don'ts. And I could move on rather than let me really try to battle this. I know I'm, I'm adjusting. This is new to me, guys. The hands I'm, are I'm going. You're good. Sound. They are going. I'm, yeah. He's flapping in the wind right now. I'm over here. Wires is going up. But yeah, it's all good. You get the, you get the drift. Well, I got it. okay. So think about that, right? Like I, I'm kind of making this case that, that, that I'm, I'm proposing the idea that the focus here is more narrow, that James is saying, hey, the, the real issue at this church was the inability to love your neighbor. I'm trying to focus on that concept. Mm-hmm. Uh, I see that kind of oozing out of the context of it. Not everybody sees it the way I see it. I can get that. But that does leave this, that same old loophole open, right? So... It, what happens then and what and what do you think James would say to the believer who who does get the message and who goes, Okay, well I'm gonna love my neighbor, right? And like Jared said, I still do have this sin condition. I still have sin's presence in my life. Um and they're at the same point in time. They're they're trying to do some things right, they're doing other things wrong. Do you know what I'm saying? Sounds like my life. Go yeah. ahead. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. With, Disclaimer. I'm with you on that. So they're doing some things right. They're doing other things wrong. Where does their 
peace and assurance come from when it comes to for you know for their salvation and their connection and their trust in what they have with God. Because I I don't think it's James' intent to say, well, you should get up every day and evaluate your love and worry about your salvation. I think it's it's his intent to say, if you think you have salvation, and at the same time you believe at the bedrock part of your soul that you don't have to love your neighbor, you should question it. Mm. I think that's what he's saying. I think you make a good case for that. That makes sense. So with that, where... What I'm trying to drive back to is what would what would Paul say? What would what would Paul's response be like if he was addressing the same issue? You know what I mean? Like you got a person who's going, well, I'm still got the residue of the you know the old nature. I'm trying to embrace the new nature. I love the grace that has come through Christ, and I'm trying to love my brother. What do you think his encouragement would be? I mean, I I think he would say just like he talks about himself, my new nature is what I want to follow. It's where my mind goes. It's connected with Christ. Yeah. That nature is loving. Yeah. And seeks to love others. And it's in conflict with the sin nature, which wants to be selfish. That's an interesting point. Like if you don't want to love and you're saying that you have the new nature, there's probably a problem. (laughs) You're saying I don't want to love them. Yeah. <laughs> Do you really have a new nature? Yeah. That's the case. Right. Yeah, that's well, the I would question that. Like uh, that should, those should go hand in hand. Yeah. Right? But that's not always easy. Especially if you have like an ex-spouse. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. Well, I agree. You want to chime in with that? You got some uh, people in your life not easy to love? Oh, yeah. Over and over again. I mean, <laughs> over and over. It's forgiveness 700 times 700 and... <laughs> times another 700 but it's it's like grace is what's that book um the yancey book i think everybody what's so read amazing about grace. yeah the 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 what is the, what is the title of this the absurdity or the the greatest last word or something like the that. absurd arithmetic of, yeah of of grace and how it just is ridiculous and undeserved. Like, you know, the worker is undeserving of this grace. Why does he get more, more, you know, gold coins for, he did less work. (laughs) This guy didn't even do any work. He's going to get the same amount of pay. And over and over again, it's like, I sure as heck didn't deserve any, any forgiveness for what I did in my life. But it came because I think it's Here always, are, I think it's always it. easy to come up with like an ethereal like idea of love, like a person you would love. Like you're always like, oh yeah, I need to be loving. And then when you, when you bring front and center, not just the concept of enemy or somebody that really is like the thorn in your side, difficult to love. I, I don't know if work's the right word, but it sure in those moments maybe feels a little bit like work, like like where you're where you have to fall back on the new nature and want to love even when your old nature wants to gouge their eyes out. Yep. And you, you said that I had like six students pop in my head. <laughs> there. I'm not even kidding. This guy. Dude, like, six maybe you should like quit admitting up. this, right? Like, <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> like, They're not going to listen. I'm plotting to kill my grace <laughs> and mercy. My, I'm not grace. plotting yeah. to kill Whoa, whoa. No, I only think about it. No. Oh, but isn't it isn't it isn't it easier to forgive 
somebody who was not a believer, not nothing, doesn't believe anything, just, you know, like I was talking about my ex. Yeah. It's, to me, it feels like it's easier to forgive him because he doesn't know any better. He doesn't, you know. Oh, yeah, because he's and not then, a but, believer. But it's almost like, about, well, he's supposed yeah. to be a sinner. How, how, how hard it is for <laughs> me for to, to, to love a person that thinks they're righteous. For me, Ooh. that's the, the righteous Christian one. Ooh, that one's that's hard. So hard. That's mm. harder for me than loving my ex, surprisingly. I get that. You know what I mean? Like, even my kids, I'm like, why do you still so nice to him? I don't, I'm, because he doesn't know any better. Mm. Look at him. Drinking himself to He's death. a mess. Yeah. Look at him. He's a mess. But then the people who are claiming, claiming to be, man, I'm good with God. I, I've got this down. They're the messiest got, ones. Yeah. It's like those are, and you're looking at their life and you're going, what did you just say? You know, did you just, that just sounded really racist or that's just sounded like you don't accept somebody. Yeah. yeah. That's people I know and they're really righteous in their head. And it's just, to me, I'm like, wow. that's Well, that's and real. those people, you can hold to that standard because- they're they're claiming that standard for their own life. I I can see that. I can see how that would be more of a challenge. Do we feel because we do we we make efforts that it's work? Is that what it is? What do you Just mean? because we're making an effort because we're you, putting in our part. Maybe that's how it gets interpreted, right? Mm. Like when you th- when you think about the word work, right? You think of effort that's required for work. You don't yeah. you don't normally think of the the outpouring of your no. faith in service to others right. as as work. Yeah, some people define it as like burden. Right. Yeah. So that's how I used to think of it when I was a kid. Yeah. When they were like, hey, you got to do these things. I'm like, oh, they're like freaking chores. Um, <laughs> no, I don't like that at all. Yeah, but it, it doesn't it, sound like grace to me. It's really tough to like, I think there's moments when it, I don't know. I, okay, so let me give you a couple examples. What happens when like somebody really screws up? Like really screwed, like royally. You know what I'm saying? Like I got that requires a, a lot more they, effort. They need royal love. Yeah, so, it does. Yeah. So, for instance, like, let me give you an example. Like, if you're the minister of a church, like, <laughs> it's like such a speaking mistake. from experience. Yeah, a, <laughs> asking for a friend is one would say. Um, it's a disaster. No names. It's a disaster, right? Because you want to believe that you're inside a grace community that would respond in grace, but at the same time, your livelihood's attached to it. The ability to pay your mortgage is attached to it. You're like, you know, like you're, everything's attached to it. Like you're thinking to yourself, I've got a divinity degree. What would I do after this? Well, I could work at Starbucks. That's what I'm qualified for. So, and not that if you're working at Starbucks, that's a bad thing because God bless you if you are. I think it'd be great. I'd love to make frappuccinos all day. We're going to smell that all day. I, I swear <laughs> to you, we I would train it. Like some days I want to go down there and just put on an apron and be like, I'm here. Okay. Can I grind a Yes, please hand me the grinder. I'll wipe the counters. But, Give me something. But think about this. Like I got, I, I was, I've watched the career of someone I don't know. And then I've had a buddy that I do know who just, they made a, they, it's brutal. Just, they made a bad choice, right? Can you elaborate? They said, look, you only get fired from churches for two things. Okay. You want to know? Well, three things. Well, I know one of them. Schmoffing. Schmoffing. (laughs) (laughs) Someone other than your wife. Schmoffing. It's something that stuck with me. Especially if they're in the choir. You can schmoff schmoff nobody. Okay. Except your wife. And and yeah, yeah, you can schmoff that. Sometimes not even that. (laughs) (laughs) Just for a time. Yeah. And to dedicate to prayer. Seasons. There's seasons for everything, Anthony. And you can't take any money. Mm. 
Those are the two things. That does sound pretty much everything one. else could get a pass or you could get, get worked out. Yeah, you get worked out. But you, those two things, you're going down in a blaze of glory. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but I've watched a couple of friends have to go through the public uh, ridicule yes, of that. And oh man, it's like when that happens, I tell you what, I think it's like you're, you're happy where you're at at that point. No, I'm, I'm saying that you know, love is love is something when we say, oh yeah, we got to love our brothers and we got to store our brothers and we got to offer grace and we're a grace community. We call ourselves a grace community. And it's like, and then this happens and you're like, maybe not. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> maybe we're not. It, it's just brutal. You know, let me tell you what probably is the problem with that situation and why probably a lot of people enter that same scenario a lot within the faith communities and the leaders of the church. Um, you know, everybody, you know, caught up doing problems. Everybody's broken on the same level. But I think what the people expect of the leaders of the church See what I mean? The leaders of the church, the people who are supposed to Please be showing tell me what these. They expect. Th- this is what they're expecting. They're expecting and putting them at a more higher regard than themselves. This is just natural. If a if a person comes in, they don't believe. They're coming in. They're seeing somebody in the pulpit telling and directing them spiritual truths. They are holding them in a higher regard, regardless if in reality that person's on the same playing field as you. But to them, they don't know that. They, right. They're like, that's no, the get. pastor, that's the minister, and in their eyes, you are that representation of Christ at that time. So for a person who upholds and has that position to go ahead and fall into some of these same things that every man and woman could go ahead and fall prey to, they are susceptible to a lot more criticism. And that's why it ends up happening like that. Because oh, I think the, we all know look, why. And we're all in agreement with no, it. No, no, but think about yeah. it. Look, even in the Bible, I was talking about this um to somebody the other day. I said, look, when it sets out the requisites for being a deacon, there's a certain lifestyle that they expect. They do not just assign anybody to a deaconhood. Sure. So if you're a pastor, don't you think that much more responsibility is put on them or that much higher regard is expected of them. I'm just saying, I'm, I'm just taking saying, it from the word I'm reading. I'm not disagreeing with no. you. I'm just saying, I don't think it negates the idea that even if there are qualifications for deacons, elders, and pastors, it doesn't negate the, the qualifications aren't to say you can't ever mess up. No. The qualifications are, hey, there's a prerequisite of commitment and lifestyle before you enter into this role. Correct. But what happens when you're in the role and you fail. No, I'm you're not out. saying that you're not. Dis- <laughs> you're, you're, out. You're, you're out. I'm not saying that Church you're, discipline. Not, you're not entitled to you forgiveness. No, I, I, redemption. I, I, I'm just saying the reason why it ends listen, up looking messy. Listen, listen, you just said something I think is very easy. Like you said, I think they're entitled to for redemption and forgiveness. Wait till it happens. And I, please announce that, okay? Because I think that most of the time we kind of, we don't, we, we think we can do that. And then in the moment, I found myself doing it. Like when I was, I don't want to say that. There was a time in my life, it's not important when, that the pastor that I was closest to screwed up. And I remember thinking, I I remember the things that came out of my mouth. Now thinking about the things that I said to other people about that person, I'm embarrassed. 
So we, I think we'd like to imagine ourselves being loving and redemptive and grace-filled and restorative and all these things. And then it happens and we're like, can you believe that Joker did? <laughs> I just think that that's an interesting thing. I think just because people do hold um, those in positions of leadership to a higher standard, um, it's that much more pressure and heartbreaking oh, when they fall. Right. Yeah. You know, like, like to see that happen um, because, and maybe it's unreasonable expectations. Right. I, I think people, they, they place this, this level of uh, expectation on uh, those who are in authority in the church um, without realizing, look, like this person is just as, just you know, susceptible to sin, to major sin as anybody else. Right. They need, uh, they need God's grace. Just like, Anyone Amen. else. Amen. And they think, oh, well, but they should be better, right? Here you are. You're, you're taking this leadership role. You're, you're in this position of authority. You should be better. You should know better. You should do better. I think that's the expectation. Um, I don't know that that's reasonable, but I think that that's the truth. Like that's what, that's what exists. And I think because I of that, people leave makes the faith it harder. Because of that, they put that pastor or that, oh, yeah. that minister such a pedestal. on such a pedestal, it's higher than God to them. And when they fall, oh, yeah. they're like, well, if they fell, who am I? What what good can I do? I'm well, out. Well, you know, and, and, and I, I, I mean, think that is supposed to back to bad theology. Yeah, absolutely. It goes back absolutely. to bad theology. Yeah. Right? Um, but I've seen that mm-hmm. so many times. What does that word mean? No, I think it goes back to bad theology. Oh, okay. Meaning that if, you, if you've said in your mind, look, here's an individual, and if he can't do it and he's a pastor, then I can't do it. I think your original understanding was wrong, which mm-hmm. was that somehow we were going to, through our own effort and mm-hmm. abilities, be, be and act righteous. And I think what Paul is trying to point out is there's a righteousness apart from that. There's a righteousness that comes with the presence of Christ dwelling in us, even in these containers that still have the broken residue of the nuclear fallout of sin that's happened. You know what I'm saying? It's still mm-hmm. there, you know? So I think that any, any group of believers gathering um, that could experience something like that and extend genuine love in a circumstance where someone has done something, you know, incredibly egregious that would have been uh, typically handled with dismissal mm-hmm. and, and can do it right. I think that would be such a great example of love. Um, it would mess with people's head. You know what I mean? Like people would see that from the outside and be like, I can't believe that they didn't kick that person to the curb yeah. based on what, what they did. Like mm-hmm. that's, that's unforgivable. But you know, if someone else who's just a member of the church did the same thing, they might not even be asked to leave. Yeah. That's know? true. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You're right. So it's like, there's this, it's a, it's a, over. they it's could a still double. get a job. Yeah. It's at a the church. Well, true. <laughs> It's a double, that crazy double standard. Um, and, but I, I don't know, like, how do you overcome that? Like, it's just, it seems like it's almost, I don't know, like, yeah. <laughs> just the way things are, right? God bless you, Mike. All right. So let's switch gears a little bit. <laughs> so, James. <laughs> Let's let's try not to break any car speakers right now. So James is saying 
that you gotta love your brothers and that's the the validation of the faith is the love of the brother the brotherhood right so how do we know how do we know when that's there and and i don't think he's saying it's quantitative meaning i don't think he's saying like well there's an amount to it i think he's saying there is a faith to it meaning that like you said earlier, if you've got the new nature in you, it wants to love, it wants to love Christ, it wants to love others. And if you don't want to love others, that should be a, a, an issue that something's off, right? So how do you know, because this is a tough question, how do you know when there's love there? How do you know when there's love for the brethren? Well, I think when you want what's best for them. Like I think when you genuinely want that person to just to what be well actually doing yeah because that's the thing we want and then i go hey man so and so is in the struggle i need i need 100 bucks do you know what i'm saying you willing to help out it's like eh, tight this week mm. <laughs> do you know what i'm saying yeah, you, but those are connected right like you could give money without even caring that you're you know it's like oh that's a big deal no, no, oh, you know, well, it can I be complete, think, I, completely disconnected from anything. I think that's a fair faith. assessment mm. because I don't think that James is saying that it is the love of the brethren that saves you. I think it's the love of the brethren that validates. Mm-hmm. So, because think about it. I mean, like we said this last week or a couple of weeks ago when we met before. I'm like, there's, I know a bunch of like Mormons. I know a bunch of like witnesses. I know a bunch of like Muslims. I know a bunch of, you know, Stinking Hindus who are loving people. <laughs> Wait, oh, yeah. I mean, stinking. <laughs> Why do you think you followed up with loving people? You got to no, make sure. Loving. Hey. They are loving people and they love people and they take, too. they take care of their community, right? They take care of the community, take that care of the people. Curry so I don't bad. think he's saying like that is, that's the work that saves you. I think he's saying like if, if, if there's no faith. desire there and it doesn't come from faith, then that doesn't save you. So how do we know if that desire is truly there unless we act and if we don't act, when should we worry? When you don't act. Yeah, but like, what? I don't know. Why does that scare you? <laughs> I, well, I, I, I think that's a big. Re- that's where I think the big rebuke comes in, right? Because so if you never act. Oh wait, wait a minute! You disqualified it. So if you act some. No, but I'm just saying the way you saying like um he said if <laughs> you don't act, then, but that's the if thing you too. Don't act, you worry, and so I'm like, so if you never act, what is? Okay, so never act, and is it possible to always act? So that's the thing. So never act out. Impossible to always act, we know. That's logical. So where do we know in the middle between never and always, right? Can can I try? Yeah, Um, sure, try. 80%. from 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 my experience, maybe when it feels like work or when it feels like effort, then you should start questioning. It should come as whenever you're doing something for God. It should come with excitement. Like, Joy. I'm excited about this. Like, I'm really excited. Because be the idea, yeah, well, yeah, the idea of, of expressing my gratitude for for um, not letting me or my kids ever starve to death, even though I didn't even know if I was going to have money to buy lunch the next day. But you always coming through for that and never, ever leaving me Mm. in a hard spot and being able to say, hey, I want to, what is it? You're always hashtagging saved people, serve people. Mm. It's just like, man, 
That makes total yeah, sense. Okay, so I didn't even know that I was doing, but so that's my point, right? And I know I've, this sounds callous, and I've brought this up before, and it's not fair, and it's a little bit of a isolated deal. Are you like? What are you like? Hurricane Darth, Darth Vader over here <laughs> making thunder sounds. <laughs> Louise. He doesn't have okay. the little. Yeah, thing. get him That's a windbreaker. <laughs> okay, so and I know it's not completely Perhaps. fair, but for for instance, I'm just saying this is from this is my opinion, but I'm just saying, like I gave the illustration tonight that we had a single mom that was in need, and we had to take her kids and place them in host homes. And what I'm saying is, is, and maybe it's not true. Maybe it's not completely true. It's just my perspective. But I'm saying, I kind of know in advance when something like that happens, I kind of know who I can call and who I can't. Should that be the norm? Or should we just, or shouldn't love should just be like, hey, wouldn't we all want to serve in that position? Of course. Mm-hmm. I think it's your responsibility to make that available, make that opportunity yeah. available. Did like it. you did, yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> like even though you can Couldn't count on certain better. people, it yeah, should, you should make it available to everybody. I just, I, I, I feel like it's weird because I think like we all think we want to, but if like if I showed up at your door at nine o'clock on a Tuesday night and said I need you to take this eight year old for the next three months, you're like, no, not happening. <laughs> but that happens all the time. Like yeah. believe it or not, that's surprisingly not that abnormal. Do you know what I'm saying? So is that weird? Like how mu- how far are we willing to go in the love? As far as the spirit will allow us to, but whatever, whatever inside of us is urging us to go and act, that's how far we go. I think there needs to be a aspect of sacrifice in love. I I think there's, uh, it, in my thinking genuine love extending that especially in you know circumstances like this that's going to require self-sacrifice like you're you're going to have to put others before yourself i i think that's an indication of love of genuine love right because you could do a lot of things for other people if it doesn't put you out at all like okay so really like is that coming from a place of generosity is it coming from a place of, oh, well. Like, yeah, does it come from a place of excess or does it come from a place of sacrifice? Because like I widow, think. With the widow and her Yeah, because I think in, right. in America, we we give from a place of excess. Because yeah. we're all rich. And, and, I would, <laughs> and I would say there's. That's true. Well, and, and I would say, it, you know, with certain circumstances, that's okay. But I wouldn't consider that um, a, a deep expression of love. What do you mean? Because it didn't cost you anything. Yeah, okay, the, the excess. The excess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The excess, yeah. No, and, and then so so a more genuine expression, uh, what what Jesus calls out. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say that I've been in both positions and both feel, you know, spirit-led, where sometimes it's out of excess and sometimes it's out of sacrifice. And that's a fair statement. You know, yeah. depending where I've been in life. Sure. I mean, I'm, I'm saying that you could help someone. Even if it doesn't really cost you anything, yeah. that, I mean that's possible. Yeah. It's it's helpful, right? I mean it's not it's not sinful, yeah. right? Um, I just think I, I don't know that for me it seems more genuine, more spirit led when it costs me something. 
when when it's not a, just I don't have to think about it when when I have to go man I'm gonna give this up like but, but what about that's a gonna, really filthy rich person where pretty much everything is like nothing it's not true man because I think it's just so, because so exponentially like greater is, yeah what what you can but like do. to give somebody let's say they filthy rich like they could buy somebody a house and it's like nothing to them so they have to it, so they make even greater size crazy but yeah so what happens when they cut the check for 250 or 500 thousand that's what i'm saying it's like nothing to them no i'm saying that's where it starts to hurt again oh it hurts <laughs> no i'm saying it depends on it's all relative right? yeah that, i mean so with, if they have 10 million relative. and they cut the check for eight eight million nine million nine 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 what what whatever the point is where they start to go this has completely impacted the way i do life my 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 sense of security my sense of financial security, everything so are we saying that that's necessary in order for them to give graciously from i don't know I'm, we're kind of saying that at our level and i'm just saying is is sacrifice at all levels still valid meaning that should is it just the poor that should sacrifice because it's easy to get to the sacrifice because they don't have to go very deep? <laughs> or is it the rich that should sacrifice too? Yeah. Pers- overall, overall income? Because yeah. I can tell you that I know some rich people who have made huge sacrifices at this church. Like crazy. Shocking. Do you know what I'm saying? Where, I, where I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. And I've known people who are poor that the number is not shocking, but what they did is crazy is crazy and that's another thing too um we have to go ahead and also bring these other aspects you know it's treasure talents and time time. talents and time is a big part i agree church Mm -hmm. just weird though it seems like all the people that don't give money just they always talk about talents and time Hey, look at my... <laughs> I'm just being look, honest, right? Look, Isn't that what we do? You're like, that's for the like, poor people. Yeah, don't forget the talent and time, though, man. I'm look, killing it on that. Look, <laughs> I'm just trying to say, let's not forget the other two T's. No. I, I, yeah, okay. I, think, I think they're very important. I mean, even when, when, even when Jesus said, he said, go actually and visit yeah. those who are in the hospital. It's oh, not yeah. just like send some money to them. Sure. Like, you know, well, it's important to build those relationships. Yeah, and so, so I think in a case like that, right? So if it's easy for you to just give money, but you could give of your time or talent, and that's more of a sacrifice. You should do that. Absolutely. I, I have a lot of people that I've actually gone. I, I've actually said to a person before, "I don't want you to give a dime, but I want you to do this." And they were like, "No, I can't do it." I'm like, "That's why I don't want you to give a dime because it's not a sacrifice anymore. Your gift isn't a sacrifice. It's just a little thing you're just throwing away. You're just, you know, get out of my face, the long." Yeah. So now we're saying that it's leaning towards sacrifice, right? So isn't that more like a work? Well, I think love, I think love in that, I actually think love in that aspect, there's, there's aspects of brotherly love that are more on the fringes of what it takes to really love that I don't know how you don't describe it as, as work. Right. Not in the sense that it's being saved. Yeah. That it's your work earning your way, but that the actual, what you're doing. The effort. I think that was, I think that was effort i think that can really classify it because there is effort in doing some of these things i'm not afraid of the like word mental works. effort I mental think, effort physical yeah i think works is something that flows out of a believer naturally you know you want to you want to yeah, you want to love yeah you know no, i don't disagree with that i agree with that I, I would say yes with the caveat that that comes from the new nature yeah right, right. No, no, nobody in their sin nature wants to do anything for anybody else Although, although <laughs> maybe right, maybe that's, challenge, that's challenging. Said works was being said for our old nature's sake. 
because our old nature has to work at it. No, no, I, I disagree. Like, I think even the new age you have to work, but I, I think in the old nature, dear, it's right. I'm not sure you'd want to do anything. Meaning that There's some people that have nothing to do with Christ, and they still do stuff for people. No, I, I agree with that, meaning that there are still people that are not believers that are, from a world standpoint, moral. But we're talking about um, work, meaning connected to the idea of earning a right standing or earning a sense of like, you know, purity. And you, you don't think that there's it, some people out there that really genuinely wants to help other people without religion. But, but I think they would say, mm, yeah, that I'd have to admit some, that's true. Some of the motivation for them doing that is they to make a right standing with God, either, either to be a right standing with God or, Self gratification. So I can feel good about myself. Mm. So I have this intrinsic. Those are like, the two things that I see. Meaning that yeah. usually it's a person that's workspace and their understanding of God, meaning that they're trying to be a good person mm-hmm. in order to be right with God. Or the second thing is, I got, I don't want to talk about anybody specific on this, but I got a buddy who's really struggling with the idea of God and he believes that basically we're creating our own meaning by our life and we're giving life a sense of meaning, even though it's random and from we're from apes and whatever the heck mm. he plays. I don't know. But so he thinks of it as like giving life meaning. I mean, he's the, he's the giver of meaning, which I'm always like, dude, you do realize you're telling yourself God, right? And he's <laughs> like, you know, so I'm like, I don't know how you get around it, but I think at the end of the day, that's a sense of like pride, right? Cause yeah. you're making yourself. Well, don't get it wrong. He did call us godly. We do have attributes of God within us. Spoken like an old Jehovah Witness. You hear that? No. <laughs> that's just the truth. We are godly. Look, in the scripture, Jesus said, did he not call us gods? Do you remember that? I, I do. Maybe the context was off. I don't yeah. know. I'm just going by what I read. And I remember he said that he called us gods. Not saying that we are gods as in God in the flesh, but we have his nature. We have godly attributes that are internally in us. And through time, if we're chosen, he unlocks them. And whether or not we get to use them to our full potential on this side of eternity or next, who knows, but they are in us. He, he made us like that. From yeah. the beginning, yeah, we're made in we was born. Yeah, I, I was. Whoa, 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 whoa. Are you talking about whoa, the whoa, whoa, whoa. Why are you all agreeing with that? Okay, stop. Wait a minute. I, what I, was I, no to a certain extent? I, I, what, what, what was that statement? I, I, what is statement he? You've got these godly things in it. He's going to unlock. What is that? Like you sound like you wrote the secret right now. I no, don't even no, know no. We're not talking about the matrix or anything <laughs> like that. We ain't talking about red pills and blue pills. I think it means like regeneration. Is that what you mean? Yes. Well, he doesn't unlock that within us. It's not within us. He brings it. It's in Christ, and he brings that to us. He unlocks it. <laughs> he just has a different way. Unlock nah. sounds like there's something hidden in us, and he had to come turn the key, and like that thing that was always in us, he's just like... Wasn't we blind, and now we see? Wasn't we in the dark, and that's now a gift. the light? But that's a gift. Yeah. Right, those are gifts. That's, that's outside in. But that's not something that's in, in you from, from birth, right? Like that has to be a gift that's bestowed. Right. right? right. That's why faith is... Is a gift. I'll concede that point. Are, are you trying? Are you trying? <laughs> I'll concede that point. The, the only yeah. thing that I was I was agreeing with the fact that like we're made in God's image, right? Yeah, so, I was yeah. thinking like so there there is some innate which, goodness. Which I was okay. saying. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair I was yeah. saying okay. that. Okay, that, we're made in that, God's image. That's, I, that's what I, I thought. That's what he was saying. Okay. 
<laughs> That's what I was saying. Like the unlocking okay. thing, I was like, like a video game, like you unlock an achievement. <laughs> up, like, up, down, That's down. what I was saying. Left, right, left, right. He leveled B-A, up. B-A. <laughs> oh, Nintendo. Start. Contra. He just, he just gave the Contra code. <laughs> nah. Hey, uh, if, if you remember one thing, no schmaffing. <laughs> All right. I got to get out of here. Uh, this is too much. All right. Well, I think that... Um, I think that if we could say, I think if we could create a place where the 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 focus and the effort was instead of instead of the focus being on kind of the moral policing of the congregation, the focus becomes about the praise, um, empowerment, encouragement, um, celebration of the brotherly love i think that's when you start to tap in to what christ was trying to create in his ecclesias right i think that's what makes the ecclesias grow so fast around the mediterranean rim and spread everywhere is that they had something everybody else didn't have they had set aside the achievement gap between them and the divine christ had bridged it and he was like now if you could share that with each other and live in that that is going to change the world. And I think in those moments, we sense it. I think when you're in there and you hear like, hey, here we are, we're trying to help one of the least of these, nobody in that moment goes, eh. I think we go, okay, we did something right. We did something stinking right. We don't always get it right, but we nailed this one. Do you know what I'm saying? You know, I, I don't know why, why I couldn't help but think, but when you was talking about everybody getting together for that family in need and people bringing this and that, I couldn't help but think about when, um, Moses was making the tabernacle and all the people were bringing their sheets and the rings and the silver and the gold and everybody just really made something happen with a, a combined effort. And that that is something special. That is something special when you see it happening in front of you, you know. Yeah, man. How do we make that an expectation? How can we make that the norm? Well, I think you start with the right theology. Well, right? well, yeah, I'm just saying like that, in theory, that sounds amazing, right? I think if you have the right theology, it starts with right theology. So if you say to yourself, if you, if there's any part of you that says from the beginning that this is about earning our way to him and not about resting and what he's done, we're already off track and it's ne- we're never going to get back on track. Yeah. It's going to be weird. So once we we set aside the achievement gap between us and God and say, okay, Christ has done that, and we rest in that, then all of a sudden, we're f- that's where Paul would say you're, you've been set free, right? It's the law of freedom. He actually calls it the law of freedom, right? He says, this is the law of freedom, right? You've been set free. Do not be subject to the yoke of slavery. He does this whole thing about, we're going to get into it next week from Galatians chapter 3. Don't go back. Don't think you, you can just like add on. Don't think you can just... Hold it together with words. Rest in it, and then love each other. Love each other with an intensity that that says you're tuning into the new nature that that Christ has brought into you. I think once you start celebrating the right things, focusing on the right things, teaching the right things, all of a sudden the church goes, "What do we need to do next? What do we want to do?" We start becoming an influence in the community. You know what I'm saying? For people that uh, need to see what a Christ community looks like when Christ shows up. You know, I think that's a powerful thing. I think it's a powerful thing, guys. I think that um, makes perfect sense. Uh, I think that P. 
people need to hear that over and over and over and over like that message <laughs> over and over. Yeah. Cause I know for me, like when I hear it, Oh yeah. makes perfect sense. I'm motivated. It's inspired. Yeah. And then I don't know. If, I don't know if it's, it's our sin nature. I don't know if it's just, you know, years and years of bad church theology and tradition. That's kind of just corrupted how we think. Uh, maybe a combination, but I know just for me personally, I'm going to need to be reminded of that often. And I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm thoroughly bought into that idea. Mm-hmm. And yet I still think like you could drift. Oh yeah. 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 And, and I, and I have found myself in places like drifted far away from that <laughs> Distracted through the world. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> You've been reading James all day. <laughs> telling yeah. you. So, yeah, I just think that needs to be something that gets drilled. That 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 should just become the you know, uh, every every Sunday sermon we're gonna drill this thing every single week. This is something we need to hear over and over and over again. It's, it's foundational. Yeah. Well, that I mean, everything else builds on that. Yeah. Every everything else that we do builds on that right thinking uh that's what's going to inspire our repentance it's what's going to uh change hearts for christ it's going to it's going to be like the a, catalyst i say all the time you know i jokingly say i'm trying to be crass but i jokingly say i'm playing golf with the guys and if i hit like a pure like just you know 300 down the fairway smoke it as best i can do you know that moment where you know that that's as good as i can hit it banged it out yeah like i I go, I, I turn to my group and I go, tuning fork just went off my loins. <laughs> it, it, it's just my little way of saying like, sometimes when you know it's right, like you just, you know it, like there's this thing that goes off in you, right? And when you see what, like in this, just this one little situation, we have situations like this all the time. A lot of times there are things going on behind the scenes that we don't always highlight because we're trying not to embarrass people or like we're trying not to like, you know, take people's you know, reward away, so to speak, as Jesus would say, and praising them only in here, here and now and not having them be focused on their eternal rewards and stuff like that. And so sometimes we don't bring them up. But in this situation, I was just like, gosh, this fits so much what we're doing right now and what we're talking about. We have to celebrate it. And I tried to do it in the most, you know, eminem way. Is that a word? You said Eminem? Um, <laughs> anonymous. I think oh, you anonymous. 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 Oh, anonymous. Oh, Shoot. Wow. That's close. I didn't ask you to spell it. What's so. anonymity? What's anonymity? Anonymity. 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 <laughs> no. Yeah. Anonymity. Yeah. Anonymity. Like you anonymity. St- you stay yeah. away from something. Nope, okay. There you is go. that? What are we? Whatever <laughs> it is, it ain't M and M's. But you can't. You can't say in the most Skittles. anonymity way. It's the most anonymous. Anonymous. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Is that? Okay. Yeah, that's right. Sh- should it, it be like that way? Be, it feels like there should be another word with an in it though. Dude. Anonymity is the. State of being anonymous. Is it like anonymous? Anonymous. Is it spelled the same way? Uh, it's close. Is it? Is it? But it's different, though, right? It, they both Anonymity? start with A and O N. Okay. Never mind. My bad. Uh, maybe I was saying it anonymous. So you That's gave it. Think in of A A Alcoholics Anonymous. Okay, this turned into a spelling lesson. But <laughs> okay, so here's the deal. So all that to say, when we get caught up in a moment like this, like so, for instance, like like. You know, even our neighbors, you know, our neighbors go to the church and 
and they, I texted them and said, they, they had texted before last time they heard about one of these issues said, please text us next time. Something like this comes up. We would love to participate. And I did. And I said, Hey, and they were like, can't wait. We would love to do this, this, and this. And, and you can just tell like, like, I think people are waiting for the, for the, for those moments where they can, um, rest and give and serve and love and care in a way that connects them back again with their faith. I think that's, I think everybody's ready for it. I think that word connect, everybody's waiting to get connected or reconnected. Connected, connected, connected. All right. We got to wrap it up for today. You guys, thank you so much for you guys' participation. I love you. You guys are awesome. I mean it. Um, I just love that you said you validate your faith. I'm so proud Absolutely. of you. Absolutely. Yeah, that, wow. was, that, was that, was, that was a big one. That was a big one. That was a big one. Weighing on that. <laughs> hey, Weeks. There was a big breath. There was a big breath and everything. I feel like I've like laid out this beautiful, like, you know, theological deal and, and, and we have gotten away from some of the controversy and kind of focused on the things we all agree, but. Mm. You know, I think the danger here, though, you want to <laughs> you add that little controversy? Yeah, thing? go ahead, put it in. Okay, so look, the little controversy would be is if we take this back to the place that really launched us, I think, I'm not sure, our, I think our views would still be at, at odds to some extent. Oh, gosh. Think about that. I think so. Because think about what I'm saying. What I'm basically laying out is this theological case that, that at the end of the day, there are going to be people in this congregation that are in patterns of brokenness. In, in in places of brokenness in conditions of sin that are, that may not change. And some of those are lifestyles and things we're not comfortable with, right? And but I think the theology that surrounds justification, sanctification is big enough to contain that. That's what I'm trying to say at the end of the day, which I think that is a that is a tough road to navigate. I think we've done a really good job of finding what we agree mm-hmm. and what we struggle with and being respectful in the process. But I think that's 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 what we're gonna Ultimately, that's what we get back to in the next few weeks. I'm, I'm trying to take this nice, long, like, sabbatical from, like, all of the total con- – and go, look, see, we agree about a lot of this stuff. And then it gets to Romans 8, and it's like – Oh, boom. boy. Another bomb. Mm-hmm. Drop the I don't bomb. Know, can't, can't wait. wait. Can't, can't wait. wait. Yeah, because then you got all the issues about assurance and about who more than conquerors. Predestination. And, yeah. Oh, oh, man. You'd have no oh, idea. Wait till we get to nine. Got to study up. Yeah, wait till we get to nine. And then we start talking about Israel and what is really Israel and – and then, you know, oh my God. Grafting them in, oh grafting them out. God. Grafting them in and grafting them <laughs> Oh, you guys are going to be so, it's going to be so good. Okay. Love you. Mean it. See ya.